Welcome to the Mosh Zone, episode 89, week 89, volume 89, number fucking 89. How you going guys? How's your week been? Thank you for tuning in. So this week's guest is Jacob from Chamber and that will be coming up later in the show. So let's kick things off with the album or releases of the week and the single of the week. First release of the week worth mentioning without a doubt is the new album by Gideon. It's titled Out of Control and oh my fucking god what a glorious fucking album. I think the thing about this album is it has everything you kind of know about Gideon plus it has a lot of new new tinges thrown in. It exceeded and excelled all my expectations and I've got to say, right now, it's up there in my top few for end-of-year lists. I really, really recommend this Gideon album. Get into it. Give it a listen. I think everyone will find a few tracks they'll love. For me personally, I love every moment of it. Very, very amazing. Very outstanding. Well done, Tyler and the boys of Gideon. Also, don't forget, if you haven't heard that chat with Tyler of Gideon, Go back, it's episode 85. The other release of the week that we have to mention is the new EP by Bury Your Dead, titled We Are Bury Your Dead. The guys are finally fucking back. Unfortunately, it's only an EP. It's a bit of a teaser, but I'm so glad the guys are back. If you know me, you know the kind of music I really get into. Bury Your Dead are a fucking iconic band for me. Stoke their back. The OGs are back, baby. And the other thing that's exciting, when Bury Your Dead come back, makes me want to get out of mosh retirement, makes me want to throw some things around the living room, makes me want to thrash out in my car. Stoked to have Bury Your Dead back. That EP is called We Are Bury Your Dead. Make sure you're checking that out this week when you get the chance. Now, the single of the week, without a doubt, has to go to The Warriors. They've finally returned with a new single and an announcement of the new album. The new album is going to be called Monolith. It's coming out December 13th through Pure Noise Records. And the first single slash music video is called Death Ritual. Fucking stoked. Absolutely great return to form. Everything I expected. Crunchy, hard-hitting, thought-provoking, and fucking groovy. Really stoked that the guys are back and Marshall has delivered again in his vocal performance. Also, we've had Marshall on the show. I don't know if you heard that episode. Make sure you're going back. That's episode 87. Make sure you scope that out and make sure you're checking out that single by The Warriors. As I said, the song is called Death Ritual. It's from the new album called Monolith, which is coming out December 13th. Make sure you get around that this week. You can find a link. You can find it all on our social medias. And the last thing we've got at the start of the show is the feedback, ratings, and reviews section. And we got a 5 out of 5 rating and review on iTunes by Shell Number 1 from Australia. Gave us a 5 out of 5, as I said, titled Amazing Podcast. It says, Amazing Guests, Amazing Content. Love how in-depth and real the conversations are. Looking forward to future guests. Thank you so very, 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 very much, Shell. Much love, much respect, much appreciated. Stoked you are enjoying what we're doing. 
and stoked that you're on board and excited for what's ahead. And trust me, some great things ahead. So the only other thing I'm going to do at the start of the show is, of course, remind you, as I have to do every week, about sharing and spreading the word about the Mosh Zone. Get out there, share it on your social medias, tell someone you know about the Mosh Zone, share, 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 spread the fucking word. It is invaluable to helping this show grow, and it's a very easy thing to do. So if you haven't already, or you have previously, give us a share, spread the word, tell someone about the show, because we notice it when it gets shared, and we notice when our numbers increase. So enough of my ramblings, enough of the jibber-jabber. Let's get into the part of the show we're all tuned into for. This week's guest is Jacob from Chamber. First things I've got to say is thank you so very much, dude, for taking time out for me and the Mosh Zone. Much love, much respect, much appreciated. It was a really good in-depth chat with Jacob. A lot of background covered, a lot of stuff about the band covered. And Chamber are one of those exciting bands on the forefront of really blowing up. So it was also exciting to get his insight and views on a lot of other things. That chat with Jacob is coming up now. So I usually start off with the same question for everyone, and that's um, not necessarily a heavy band, but do you remember an artist or a musician when you were young that helped you discover music? Like, was there a band for you that you were really into when you were younger? Um, when I was younger, it was, like, uh, very weird because my dad was, like, super into, like, uh, Metallica and, like, Guns N' Roses and, like, Alice in Chains. And then my mom was, like, into, like, country music. Ooh. So, like, I, yeah, obviously, like, on my dad, like, listening to, like, that stuff, riding with my dad in the car was, like, definitely, like, a big, big on today's, like, what I'm listening to, you know? Like, I still listen to Alice in Chains and, like, Metallica and, like, not so much Guns N' Roses, not, like, a huge fan of that, but, like, other artists that he would just, like, put on on the radio. Like, I was like, all right, I I really like this. And, like, yeah, I, I do love some country music but mostly like the the you know heavier stuff back in the day like metallica and alice in chains and like he gave me for christmas one year i think i was like 10 and he and he gave me this like compilation cd and the first song was like uh i think it was like a rob zombie song (laughs) it was like probably one of his most popular songs now and i was like holy crap this is heavy you know like i was like this is sick and like He's not, like, so much in my life, but, like, I just remember that, and I was like, holy crap, this is very cool. And, like, that's how I guess I started listening to just heavy music. It wasn't so much of a band. It was just more so of, like, a lot of bands that were just, like, on the radio at that time that I would, like, just in the car hear my dad listen to, and I was like, all right, I like this stuff. So what was what was music like for you in the household? Was it something that... You know, were there people in your family that had played instruments? I mean, or was music really just kind of a, a thing that was around? You know, you just listened to it, but no one really played in a band or anything. Um, Growing up, my brother played drums. He was a drummer in like this this Christian, you know, like when Christian metalcore was like huge, my brother played in a just like some local band. And it was like, it was cool. I, I was young and I went to his shows and I was like, oh, dude, this is, it's something I like want to be a part of. I think I was like 12 at the time. 
And then ever since it was like different. Like, I mean, my dad also played guitar and like he could play piano and stuff like that. And growing up, I was always like banging on the pillows, watching like a live DVD. Like my mom would buy me like Fall Out Boy live DVDs. And mm. so I was just like be just listening and like banging on the pillows, like drum sets, you know. So was was playing an instrument ever really an option for you? Like, did you try and play drums or guitars when you were younger? Um, I, uh, my mom bought me a guitar when I was younger and I didn't really have the, the patience, I guess. Like I didn't, didn't quite want to like take lessons or anything like that. But like growing up, uh, yeah, like I, I tried to play guitar and then my first band that I was ever in, I actually played bass and, uh, mm-hmm. and then now I do vocals in chamber and, uh, yeah, like I've always like, and I still play, uh, guitar now and, uh, I, can't really play the drums they're way too hard for me <laughs> so what about um with you know you're a nashville boy is that correct uh i'm actually from north carolina uh Ooh, okay chamber everyone is everyone is located like uh our guitar player gabe our drummer taylor and our bass player chris he, they live in nashville I live in North Carolina, and our other guitar player, Mike, he lives in Detroit, Michigan. So with, you know, North Carolina, you know, you mentioned your brother with that kind of like Christian metalcore. What what was it like um, with music and the environment there? I mean, was everyone into kind of country music and like Christian-based music, or was it a bit open and everyone was into kind of whatever they were into? Um, It's, it's, it's weird because uh, I've growing up i was growing to school at like in this like country like town and so like i was wearing like you know band t-shirts like i mean it sucks to say at this point in my life but like you know for today or like august burns red or like parkway drive i was wearing like band t-shirts to school and like tight skinny jeans and like people they were like country boys like that i guess like to mow the yard or something i don't know but (laughs) it, it like uh I mean, growing up, it was, like, definitely, like, more, like, finding out music on my own, and, because my brother also played in, in music, or, like, in a band, so he, he would, like, show me some stuff, and then when I moved to, like, I moved, like, 30 minutes away, and to, like, a bigger part of the, our, like, in North Carolina, and uh, me and my friend at the time were, like, booking, like, hardcore DIY shows in his basement, or, like, garage. And like it was always like our friends, like bands, and like it was just like, you know, whatever heavy music at the time. It was cool, and then now I like now it's just like I love like from North Carolina. Like Advent is like one of my favorite bands ever, and like they're from North Carolina, and it's so sick so, to have them here. You know. So I mean, it is you know you're mentioning you know those bands that you're wearing a shirt with you know like for today and all of that stuff. I mean, was was faith music a big part of the environment and identity that was going on um i guess like at that time in life yeah for sure because like like i i got into music where like for today and like august burns red and like where that was like i mean i guess it comes more so from my brother also playing like a christian medical band it's like, okay, like, this is the stuff I should be listening to, but now not so much, you know? Like, it's just because, just like, I like it, you know? I like heavier music, like, 
it's just it's just it's weird because like a lot of people um look at those bands as like not so much more fond of fond of it now like i mean i guess i could say the same you know like not my type anymore but like growing up that was what i was into and then it started started going more into like the hardcore stuff of like finding out of like have heart and like foundation and rotting out and then like then i found out about jababa and stuff like that so like i would always buy like band t-shirts or beg my mom to buy me like those band t-shirts and so like it just like evolved into something bigger Hmm. or like different going more into like the hardcore realm of music well i mean those bands i mean a lot of people whether they like to remember it or acknowledge it though bands like four today you know despite whatever they were about they were fucking huge around the time that you're yeah, talking were, they were crushing it for sure yeah i mean they they were a big band did you know that these bands were christian or was were you just in the music for the sake of the music um i definitely knew for today was uh christian i saw them a few times when i was younger and uh they you know he would always preach and stuff like that mm. so like i definitely knew that but like it was more so like it was it was cool like i mean it was something different you know like also like i Chelsea Grin was like big when I was like got into like heavy music and then like then at like one point like you know you just like like you don't change as a person but you find out about these cooler like punk and like hardcore and like you feel like because like that's what to me is like hardcore and punk is like the outcast and like mm-hmm. that's what I thought I was like definitely growing up like at the country like in a country town you know like I wasn't like like, I, I played sports and stuff, but I also was, like, you know, finding out, like, who I was. And I was like, I want to play music. Like, this is, like, all I think about is, like, playing music or, like, listening to music. And, like, in science class, I would, like, I never, like, played guitar, but I had, like, we would, my mom would get, like, the, these music magazines, like, that just, like, basically, like, sold guitars, you know? Like, like it's like a guitar, a guitar center magazine, but it was, like, a different company at the time. I can't remember what it was, but it was, like... I just like read it in science class and look at all these like cool guitars and like instruments and stuff like that. And my my teacher would get so mad. And I was just like, <laughs> like that's like what I wanted to do. Like ever since like I found out like you could just like basically pick up an instrument and like play something, you know. I mean, you you mentioned in there, you know, feeling like an outcast. And I know people like myself. That's one of the reasons I gravitated to hardcore and the heavier music younger. Um, was that pretty much your main driving force to getting into heavier side of music and then keep learning? Because obviously also it sounds like you were the kind of person uh, growing up with music where you would educate yourself and find things out on your own. Like a lot of what you're discovering is through your own choice. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, like, I mean, it, it hardcore is like nowadays, like it's, you know, it's huge. Like you could, find out on a, a band like through magazines and like stuff like that and like the tours do pretty well and like i mean it's it, it's not mainstream but it's like you know bigger than it was when i was younger you know like normal like it sucks to say because like you see kids in the mall and like they wouldn't dress like how they dress now and like you could be like oh this kid's a hardcore kid just because of what they're wearing, but then you go up to them and be like, "Hey, like, you ever listen to like this band?" They'd be like, "No." Just it's just like because like I don't know. It's just weird to say, but like I definitely um, 
being an outcast definitely like it was like I wanted to listen to something loud and something like fast and something you know different you know other than like what is on the radio or what is what someone else likes I mean my mom loved Ozzy and like obviously like Ozzy's huge into like metal and like all that stuff but like it was like definitely I wanted to listen to something different and my mom was gonna be like would be like, oh, I hate this stuff. I don't want you to listen to it. And I'm just like, nah, it's cool. What do, what do you mean? <laughs> um, you mentioned in there, you know, you you decided, um, obviously in high school that music was going to do be your thing and where you were going to go down a path. What was the reaction like uh, from family and then school? Like, was music where all your eggs are in the basket, or did you also contemplate? a different career at all? Um, so, uh, in high school, like I played in like local bands and like, um, I think in high school, it was the time that I started, uh, me and my friends started this band I used to play in called Dwell. And that's when I started to, uh, like right out of high school, we toured a lot and, um, we got signed to this, this label called Blood Ink Records out of Richmond. And, uh, it was fun, you know, but like, uh, it was weird because like I was going to, we all of us started college at the same time. We also dropped out of college at the same time. And we we're like, yo, this is like the band that like, not will get big, but like hopefully like do something with, you know? And then also like one day we just like decided to call it quits. And uh, yeah, I mean, my family, my mom, like at first she didn't really like quite understand it. Like she didn't like understand like, why was I touring? Like I wasn't coming home with any money, you know? Or like, why was I like, playing as she would say like devil worship music but like i mean at the end of the day now she like gets that i'm happy doing it and like she supports it you know like she loves to see me happy and i'm like mom i like get to see the world you know like it's i'm only 23 like i'm you can only get older from here you know Mm. well you know you mentioned that band in there that you came out of high school in um what were those years like for you guys or you know that time was it was it really hard work because i think some people think there's a bit of glory behind bands that they come out of the gate and it's instant success but it's not always like that a lot of it is working hard um and going through the ups and downs what were those years like for that band and why the sudden ending um with dwell it was uh it was it's pretty tough like we just toured the tour. Like there wasn't like, we didn't know if like we were had fans. We didn't know if we had like, we, I mean, we had friends. Like we would obviously like tour with like friends bands and like the shows were mo- mostly cool. And like, we had fun, but it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like we were doing it for like, we were getting successful or like we were coming back with like a ton of money. We just like did it to have fun. And at one point, um, like, we'd never, we never had a van. We'd always pull Like we had a, uh, uh, like a minivan and we would always put a trailer on it and just, we, we did multiple tours in it and it was fun. And, uh, but not like, it wasn't like, you know, like glory. It was like, all right, let's go. Like some days we would like personally have no money. And then some days, you know, like we'd be like, this kind of sucks. And, uh, but like, as we got older, like, members just decided that like they didn't want to do it uh our drummer went to the coast guard our guitar player moved away and then our our, our bass player actually plays in sanction now and like he we just 
decided that we didn't want to do it anymore. You know, it was like that time. It's like, to me, some bands like go on for way too long. And then like, we didn't want to be that band that like just kept beating a dead horse. We just wanted to be like, all right, we're done. Let's just do something else. or like, go on with our lives, you know, like we're still great friends. Like I talk to him every, like everyone in that band every day. And I mean, still living our life, you know, but now it's like, but chamber, it's still the same way. Like we're grinding and we're doing these tours and like, like it's fun. Like we love it. And like everyone in the, in the band has the right mindset, but to say like, we do it for another three years. You don't know if that that'll change, you know, like mm. I definitely like love doing this, but like sometimes you just, things change you know i mean what was that like you know did it did it feel like the right thing to do or did it feel like um you'd kind of you'd lost your chance because not a lot of people from that point will always go on and try and get into another band or start a new band so i mean what was that like for you when when dwell ended um when dwell broke up i was uh I didn't have intentions of being like in another band. Like, um, it just wasn't on my mind. I thought about going back to school. I thought about, you know, just finding a decent job where I'm from and like, just, you know, being stable at just like doing whatever. But, uh, uh, Orthodox actually the Adam who plays in Orthodox, he, he, at the time they needed a fill in bass player. And I was like, Hey man, like I'm not doing much. Like, I definitely would learn these songs and like go on tour with you guys. And, uh, so I did that. I did that for like, um, maybe, uh, I think I did two tours with Orthodox and, uh, I was like maybe potentially going to be in Orthodox, but then we mm-hmm. did the, I think of November, 2000, uh, it was either 2017 or 18. We did a tour with left behind and I did that tour. And then the next tour, was orthodox i am chamber and then like peace of mind was on certain dates and so uh that's the tour i actually joined chamber on and i I, at that point i wasn't sure if i was going to be in chamber or like continue to tour with them it was just like hey like some things happened and we would like you to fill in on the rest of the tour and so i did that and then i did the in november of 2018 chamber did the gideon tour and uh, that's when I finally was like, hey, like, I'll do this if you guys want to. And and they were like, yeah, like, uh, we would love to have you, you know, like at that point, like we were good enough friends and like we were get, like all getting along and it was great, you know. So I was like, because you don't want to just like, because at first, like when I joined Chamber, it was like I knew Gabe. I didn't really know Taylor, who plays drums, and I didn't really know Chris. And uh, the other guitar player at the time was Taylor. And I knew Gabe and Taylor, but I didn't know the rest of the guys. You don't want to like throw yourself into this random group and be like, "Oh yeah, let's like let's do this." Like, you know, like you want to get to know each other and like mm. be confident, you know, on your choices and whatnot. But it turned out great, and I love everyone in Chamber, and I'm having like it's like the bet. Like I've been in multiple bands, and like this is a band. I'm like, all right, this is like I love everyone. Like we get along well, and like every time, every day on tour, like. We're having a good time, you know. So, I mean, joining, coming into Chamber, was that around the time of the the two track single, or was that after the two track single? Um, so they released "Hatred Softly Spoken" and then then the final they did a tour. Uh, I can't remember when they released that. I think it was March. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
of 2018. Um, and then, yeah, uh, I joined on their first tour halfway through it. Just they had like, it was just like some things like with the original vocalists, like we're still great friends. Like we love them, but like, it wasn't like, you know, it's just some things happen. And, uh, I don't like, it's past us now. Like we're great friends, but, uh, yeah, at at the middle of that first tour, their first like full U.S. tour, it was when I joined, and then we came home and we we had the beginning tour, and then then in November we did the full U.S. with Old Wounds, and uh, that's when we released the two track single because like we were like, well, let's put something out with you on it, you know, like me personally, like let's do that, mm. and it was those two those two songs they like. We were playing them uh, on the, I think on the Gideon tour, we did one of those songs and we played it. And then we like came home and like, we were like, let's just like record these two songs and put them out. Like the two tracks, like see how people take uh, me on the, on the chamber songs, you know? And what was the reaction like? Um, I didn't really like feel a bunch of like reaction wise. Like, I mean, some of my friends, like personally, they were like, "Yo, you you sound really good," but like I didn't I didn't really see people like saying like, "Oh, they got a new vocalist," or like, you know, this is different, or like I didn't really like see a bunch of like anything like hating or like positive on it until like we re-released the uh, re-released like Hatred Softly Spoken and then the two songs and then the new song. I that's when I started seeing more like people talking about it and like. Uh, I mean, some people say we don't sound too different, but I think it's like, there's like, is it, it's definitely a different vocal style going on. But mm. I mean, from my knowledge, like, I don't think people dislike it, you know? Yeah, I don't, I don't think, to be honest, um, I've noticed anyone really say anything. And, you know, I think um, your vocals are a bit more distinct. Um, and I mean that in a good way, as in, you know, it stands out a little bit more. Um, not to say there was anything wrong with the previous vocals. Um, wanted to ask you before we keep going into some chamber stuff because it just popped in my head. What was it like for you um, with, you know, learning uh, your aggressive vocals? Uh, was it something that you took a lot of time in um, reading about and watching about techniques, or was it something that you've just kind of like learnt along the way? Um, <laughs> growing up, I did like watch a bunch of videos when I was like, you know, a teenager, like watch like vocal covers and like how to do scream, screaming vocals. But like at one point, like I definitely was different. Like it was like when I was younger, I sounded a lot different, but now it's like, um, it's just, I don't really think about it. Like it's just, it's it, it definitely like it's out of just like aggression and out of like, you, you know, like a lot of people are like, what do you do? Like, do you actually know how to scream? I'm like, I don't know. Like I just get on stage and, you know, I, I do it. Like, it's just, um, I mean, there's, I wasn't like really learning anything is like, I, my mom bought me a microphone once and like, I had like this little, definitely like guitar practice amp and I would plug up my microphone and like do vocal covers, like just listening to it. <laughs> like the original track and like would scream over it and and that's when I like I guess figured out how to do it or like that I could do it you know I mean but, it, yeah there's like I, go ahead are you are you someone that's comfortable 
um, hearing yourself back. I mean, you know, when you hear a song, whether it's live or it's recorded, um, are you happy with what you hear or are you someone that is uh, a critique of yourself and goes, oh, I don't like that, that could be better? Like, what do you like with listening to your own voice? Um, I don't like hearing myself talk, but when, like, it comes down to vocals, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I sometimes will like it, sometimes will hate it. Like, when we re-recorded uh, the Hatred Softly Spoken songs, I did it at my friend's house in North Carolina, and uh, we would go, I would go in, I did, like, two songs, and then two songs the next day, and then maybe, like, the last song one other day, and, like, I would, he sent them all to me, and I would listen to it, and then I would go I would listen to it a lot and then I'd be like, all right, I think I could do this better or like that better, you know? And I, I definitely like think like while you're recording, it's, uh, I think it's like where you're at and what, like definitely like your, what you're around. Cause like when I, uh, when we recorded replacing every weakness, it was, uh, at a studio with our friend Tate and like, he's our good friend, but I felt like more pressure and more like, you know, I was like trying to prove something mm. at the studio, but then I, then I was at my friend's house in his closet, just like yelling into a microphone. And I was like, I felt like I got way better takes there than I did in a, like actual studio, you know? So like, yeah, I definitely do like critique myself, but that's just only because like, I'm like, yeah, I definitely could do that better. Or like, I think like, and like find out, like when I listen back to it, I'm like, all right, like I think, it sounds good, but I want it to sound better, you know? Well, I mean, that's the only way you can... I think if you rest on your laurels, you, you get complacent. So I think it's it's kind of a good thing to constantly want to improve, constantly get better. It can only work out for the best. For sure. I mean, uh, I, I've, I feel like from when I first joined Chamber and to now that I'm better at vocals than I ever was, and I played... And other bands, you know. Oh yeah. Now I wanted to ask about you know we we spoke about uh, Final Shape and In Search of Truth when that came out. Um, then it wasn't too long, and you guys signed to Pure Noise. What? How did you join Pure Noise? Was it something where you shopped the music around to some labels and they grabbed you, or did they approach you guys? Um, we we heard through like. Just like, uh, so everyone lives in Nashville besides me and the guitar player, Mike, and, uh, two members of counterparts live in Nashville and, uh, we're, they're good friends with like Taylor and, and Gabe. And we heard that like through like some friends that Pure Noise was like interested in us. And then Pure Noise also heard that we were just trying to like be completely DIY, not like any labels or anything. And like, I mean, we were at a certain point, like, you know, like, we were, were in a band for a year and like we put out the, they put out the, the vinyl through unbeaten and like, like we didn't sign any contract. It was just like, Hey, like he wants to put out the record. So let him do it, you know? But, uh, like, a, and then, so we, uh, did that whole year just touring. We did that Orthodox tour. We did the Gideon tour. We did the old rooms full us tour. And then we were like, well, we don't have anything planned for next year. Like let's, Let's get a, my buddy James. He works with bands. He works with like Creeping Death, Sea uh, Space Cowboy, and us now. Like he manages us. Um, and so I hit him up. Like he lives in North Carolina. And I was like, hey, man, like 
do you want to see what we can do with uh chamber and like see if like we can like sign to pure noise and like or anyone else and so he hit up pure noise and they were like yeah like let's talk about it you know like so like james definitely helped us out a lot but like i i guess they were like pretty interested in us from the get-go and so they were just like we didn't want to like reach out because we heard you're gonna be diy like we didn't know that like i don't know you know it was it was cool like it all worked out and uh I'm very excited that we're on pure noise and very excited for the future of what they can do and like for the next record for sure like it's a very pretty, pretty pumped on everything right now yeah it's a really exciting label to be a part of i mean you look at pure noises you know roster at the moment the roster it's had you know and where the bands are going at the moment um on that label it it clearly is a bit of a platform for you guys um you you mentioned that you were thinking about really staying kind of diy um why the sudden shift to you know getting on a label was it knowing that a label is probably really a vital push to helping a band broaden their horizon um yeah i mean for sure pure noise has a lot of reach that we definitely do not have and uh but like uh, being a band like a baby band and getting signed like i mean growing up in like the hardcore diy the punk scene like that's just kind of like you know like like you know some people will look at chamber and be like oh they they didn't work hard for anything like they they just started a band they got signed but little do they know like we played in bands like we toured a lot like diy like you know so like but like being in chamber like it was a baby band and that first year we were like let's just tour let's just like put out music and let's just be a band like let's not try to like really like you know like let's just let everything like flow naturally and not like shop ourselves out or like you know because like at the end of the day like you want bigger like you want what everyone wants like to be successful to be a touring band that makes money or whatever but like at the end of the day like we're just here having fun and like not trying to make a living off of it and like that's like what we're about like we didn't want to like i mean i don't care what anyone says or like what anyone like thinks about us as a band but like you know you don't want people like looking at you like oh they just got handed a record label or like they just got handed this like this tour it's like you know, like coming from a baby, like me, like seeing like a band that just starts and they're like on this big record label, they're on this big tour. I was like, you know, like in the back of your mind, you're like thinking, wow, like so many more bands deserve this. And like, we don't want people looking at us like they don't deserve this or like, but you know, like it doesn't matter because it's like our band and like, you know, I don't know. It's a very, it's a very weird like situation to think about if you're trying to talk about it. <laughs> Oh, well, it is weird, but I think also, you know, you've smashed it, the nail on the head there that um, some people might think that and, you know, they're people that, you know, they're probably a bit jealous, I think, in a lot of ways because if you do look, as you said, at what Chamber has done um, before you are in the band and since you've been in the band, you guys do grind it out. I mean, you are a band that um, you go on the road and, you know, you're not, a headliner you're working your way up the 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 lineup you know you're working from the bottom up you're working a lot of bill a lot of days you guys are putting in the yards and if you are lucky enough to be signed along the way it shows that what you're doing is reaping its rewards yeah for sure i'm i'm glad you said that because like 
not a lot of people think about it like that, you know? A lot of people just, like, look at it and are like, oh, they're already on these big tours or they're on this or that, you know? Like, so it's cool to hear someone from the outside say that to, like, us or, like, anyone that hears it, you know? It is. It's important, and you guys are doing doing it the right way, um, and every little step is a reward for how much work um, you guys are putting in. Um, so I think anyone that has any doubts, I think they need to just actually look at everything and see that their doubts are unfounded. Um, I want to talk about the first release or kind of re-release um, through Pure Noise, which is Ripping, Pulling, Tearing, um, that was, as you've kind of mentioned before, you went in, um, you kind of put your imprint on Hatred Softly Spoken, which was, you know, like re-recorded. Um, why, you know, what was the thought? Why re-record stuff? Or was there a thought in your guys' heads that maybe we should just do all new stuff? Because there is one new song on there, but, um, why re-recording and why not, um, straight into new stuff? Um, I feel like, I feel like it, the Ripping Pool and Caring shows the growth of Chamber as a band. Like you go from Hatred Softly Spoken to the two new songs, well, the two, you know, uh, Final Shape and In Search of Truth. And then you go to the new song, which is like, it just like shows the growth. And that's like we what we wanted to show with like the re-release and like, um, I mean, it, I, we definitely did think about like, what if we just did like a you know seven song like short EP or, or just like maybe even I, I guess as a, as a record standpoint, you don't want to sign a band and like just put out a full length, you know, because hmm. like you don't know how well it would it would definitely do. Like you don't know like, but that is it, I don't think that's the right thing. So um, I I think it was like either you know, we record hatred softly spoken with my, my voice on it, or you know, maybe later down the road, like if we were a band, like, I, like it was either now or maybe later. Cause like at what, when I like, I presented to like Gabe, I was like, yo, like, I think it'd be really sick if like we re-recorded hatred softly spoken, like, you know, maybe like five years as like a anniversary thing. If we ever made it that far, you know, like, I think that would have been really cool. Or I think it would have been really cool to like, re-release as the dead like as the first thing we did on pure noise like and so i i think i i think it, it did pretty well and like i think people enjoyed it because i i really enjoyed like putting like because i mean we've been playing those songs we still play those songs and uh i i definitely wanted people to hear what they sound like now than what they did on hatred softly spoken you know and i think it was the right time to do it especially coming out on pure noise so people would hear it more people would hear it <laughs> yeah i think it was a really smart move you know when you say you know say it and put it that way it is it's you know you're signing to um a label and then instead of being like all right we're gonna spend a year in between tours trying to record something um being able to put something out there straight away so People go, I've never heard of Chamber. What do they sound like? And then they can hear what you guys sound like now. As you said, it's an evolution of your sound. It's what you guys play at the moment live. Um, and it's a perfect way to encapsulate that. Um, did you get quite a bit of attention with it? Like, I mean, have you guys gained some uh, fan base out of that release? Or are you finding it's kind of slow burning? Slowly but surely you're seeing more and more people getting into it. 
Um, I think on the, I think it definitely helped a lot. I mean, putting out that new track with the music video with like the pre-orders, like I think people really got excited for it, and like definitely people love. I think people love the new song. I mean, I personally think it was the best song of Chamber at the time. I mean, we've obviously been writing for a new release, but like at the time, like we when when Gabe sent me those tracks. Because uh, I I wasn't there when they re, re like recorded them, mm-hmm. so when like he sent me sent me the like not like fully mixed tracks because because he like they they send me demos all the time of like just stuff uh, and uh, when when they hit the studio and like actually recorded this song I was like wow like this song is awesome like I love it I think it's like one of the best songs y'all have you know recorded and so. Hopefully that's what I think when I think people like it, you know, like, cause like at the end of the day, you always want to put out better stuff. And so I think that helped a lot, like putting out, um, just all the tracks. Well, I mean, it also must've helped because you guys with your touring, you guys are constantly grinding. I mean, you, um, did a tour with Kublai and judiciary. Um, you got a tour coming up with counterparts and varials, um, you know, it, it clearly is a time when you guys are still grinding. Um, how are you finding you're clearly a band that can play on a multiple style bill? Um, and that's really good to see because not a lot of bands can do that. How are you finding, um, the reception when you play live on these kind of bills? Are you finding that, uh, people know who you are before you play, or is it about winning over the, the audience when you play? Um, definitely on the last tour, it was like, uh, it was the K-Strain, Kubacan, and Judiciary. It was like, it was a very mixed bill. And, uh, I think a lot of people, I mean, some people knew about us, but I think a lot of people like, that was like definitely the first time them hearing us or like checking us out live. And I think like, even on the next tour, I don't know if a lot of people have heard of us, even though, pure, uh, Counterparts is a Pure Noise band. So, I mean, it's still like, it's still like, you know, you have like people that know you, like, or your friends or your fans that like come out to the shows, but then these are way bigger tours. So like, there's a lot of people that come up to you and like, wow, like I've never listened to you guys. Like that was awesome. Or like, you know, or like I, I've seen your guys' name, but I've never checked you out. But now like I see you live, like, and I want to listen to you, you know, like that's like, that's what I always want to hear, you know, cause like, think about like a record you're like oh they like really tried hard on this they like wanted to sound 100 percent like they want to sound and then seeing a band live like to me it's like if they sound really good live they're like gonna sound phenomenal on record you know so hopefully like that's what i want to hear it especially is. from new fans it is it's important and it's also important that you guys are a band that it seems that what you're doing live is paying off with the people that you're playing with you know um acacia strainer big fans of you guys that kind of community word of mouth also must be helping because um maybe someone sees the tour going on and they're like oh, i've never heard of chamber and then they see that you know vincent's saying something about the band then they'll be like all right i gotta make sure i get down there early to check out chamber yeah for sure like i mean they uh like tom uh the guitar player lives in North Carolina. So like that's 
like I always see him like tweeting about Chamber or like Vincent tweeting about it and like yeah definitely like hopefully like people see that and they're like oh let's get to the shows like on time or like you know like always like I want people to be there for the local band like there's usually always like one local on the bill and like I want people there then you know because like locals they they do matter you know like mm. you know, it's, it's 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 you know like I mean everyone is grinding and like at one point you know chamber was a, a local band or like we were all in local bands you know so like it was, it's very cool to see like oh like i mean especially like for example like when knock loose does their headliner tour they always like put like locals on that like they really like think like they really believe in you know and like they're always like get here on time for the local band like or like i mean not so much locals but like the band local to that area that draws pretty well you know it is it's, it is important um and it is important that, you know, the hardcore and metal co- community is still a community. Is that something that you guys um, still see? Is it still a very much a community out there? Oh, yeah. In North Carolina, it's it's, it's very, uh, it's uh, it's like hit or miss in North Carolina, but um, it's, it's a community for sure. Like, I mean, all my friends here, like, go to shows or, like, my roommates or even, like we play in a band together that's local to North Carolina and uh, my, my other roommate plays in sea space cowboy. And like, it's very like tight knit, you know, like it's like we always want to grow, but at the same time, it's like always the, the same people. And like, like, I mean, even I, I book shows, my our James, like the manager, we have like this booking collective out here that we book shows with. And it's, it's you know, it's, it's what you what you should think about as a metal community or like hardcore like it's what you want to want to have you know yeah well it's something that was dying there for a while and we didn't really have it like as you said everyone's on the grind but i think there was a period there where people were forgetting that you know yes you're on the grind but also um if only one band makes it then the scene's not going anywhere like we all need to you know, lift each other up uh, because when a few of us make it, then more of us can make it. Um, so it's good that the community's back um, and it's good that you're seeing it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, you, to me, it's like, that. like you just said, it's always like someone makes it, everyone makes it, you know, or like you always want to bring your friends to the top and like your community to the top. What about... Um, the rest of this year and going into next year, you know, as as we said, you've got the the counterparts too are going on, but you know, is it is it going to be constant grinding? Is there any time being put aside for writing more music? Um, so what what's the go for the next six to twelve months? Um, yeah, uh, like we have that we 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 start tour on October seventeenth, which are routing shows with. Uh, we're doing routing shows with burials to California to start the, the tour with counterparts. Uh, and that starts on the 17th. And I think tour ends on the 26th of November. So we're, we're gone for a pretty good time. And then, uh, I think we're off all of December from November 27th to like the beginning of the year. So I think we're going to, you know, try to chill out, write some new music, hopefully, you know, Hopefully, you know how it goes. Like, you get to practice and you don't know what's going to come out. So, yeah, hopefully, uh, and, like, in the beginning of the year, like, we have a a couple tours that 
aren't, you know, like they're in the works. So hopefully they all work out and uh, we get to announce it, you know, but who knows at this point. Um, like we're we're staying busy. Like that's all that we can do. Like I like, I mean, we definitely like want to have time off to write and re- and record new music, but we also want to stay busy. And you know, that's like the hard part. It's like the fans are like, "Oh, we want to see you. We want to see you," or like, "We want new music." It's like what can't can't get both at the same time, you know? Yeah, it, and it's it's hard to juggle. Um, the other thing that's hard for a band like yourselves is, you know, you mentioned how long that, that tour coming up is, um, is being on the road. Um, the pressure and expectations, um, is that something that you've kind of learned to adjust and deal with or is it something that you're still learning? Because it's not easy. You're stuck with the same four to five people every day. You're away from family and friends. Um, you're missing out on things in life and you're doing it because this is what you want to do. This is for the goals you want. This is for the thing that you love. Um, have you found it easy to do or is it something that is an adjustment? Um, at, at, at this point in life, it's definitely like uh, I, I have adjusted to like, you know, being gone for so long and like being gone from family and friends and like work like I, at home, like a, I work with some really cool people and it's like hard to like be gone for months at a time. But at the same time, it's like very, very fulfilling to know that like, this is what I worked up for. This is what I'm still working for, you know, like, and like at the end of the day, like I do like, I mean, like we, uh, every time, every day in the group chat is like, can't wait to like be on tour. Like, can't wait to like get back on the road with all of you guys. Like, I mean, I, like I said earlier, like, the group of people we have right now is like amazing. Like we don't like really get into it. Like we don't really like, we always like every day, like asking each other, like you, you having a good day? Like, is everything cool? You know, it's, and I think that like makes it so much more easier to like, I guess to a, a band that like doesn't have members like that, you know, like, so it's like pretty, at this point, like I, I definitely enjoy it. I definitely like love seeing new things. I love seeing like new people at shows. I love like going to a show and like not knowing anyone and people coming up to you is like, yeah, that was like the best set like I've ever seen in my life. Or like the, like you, you guys sound amazing. Like, like I've never heard of you. Like I, I, that's like the part of touring that I love, like seeing new people, seeing new places, like hearing people never heard of us and like hearing people like say like, you know, like you're the reason I'm here, you know, like, cause like at the end of the day, there's so much more like, someone can do than go to the show and see like you know counterparts varials or chamber or straight from the past like at the end of the day it's like okay we drove here just so you can have something to do and that's like really cool to me mm. and like i i love that part of touring and like it does it definitely does get hard like you're like basically your home is the van like you know like all your clothes like i mean <laughs> all your clothes are in a bag all like every day you're not like eating home cooked meals. And like, I love to cook at home. So like it's, su- it sucks at that part, but like at the same time, like it's, it's definitely like, I love it. It's definitely, you know, not like a job or anything like that. It's, yeah. It's like, something I love to do. It's something also, you know, everything you're mentioning in there, you know, it, it takes someone that wants to do it and can push through it to do it. Cause not everyone can do that, you know, being on the road that long and, you know, dealing with not having really home cooked meals and the clothes and, 
you know, confined spaces for, you know, eight hours, ten hours at a time. It take it takes people that really want it and it takes people that are, you know, willing to do it. Oh, one hundred percent. Um wanted to, you know, we'll touch on a couple of things before we wrap up. And one, um from someone who's as passionate about music as you are and someone who's in, you know, the hardcore scene without I don't really like that word, but you know, it is the the word. Um What's it like for you uh, being in a band that is kind of getting a lot of traction, a lot of hype, a lot of attention? Um, What's that like? That's the first part of the question. Uh, Does it feel rewarding? The second part of the question is, um, do you think hardcore is at a really exciting time? Because personally, I think... um, Personally, I think hardcore has never been so more exciting. You know, you look at the bands that are in there, they're all doing different things, but they're all under the hardcore bracket. You know, Knocked Loose, Code Orange, Jesus Peace, Vane, Yourselves, Judiciary. Um, so what's it like for you being in that, you know, kind of scene and being buzzed about? Um, I, I think it's really cool that, like, hardcore now is, like, getting the more traction that it's ever been. And, then I mean, it's definitely because of uh, bands like Knock Loose and like Vane and Code Orange and stuff like that. Uh, It's it's very cool. I mean, it's very cool to be a part of it. And uh, I think it's cool to see something that I love so much, like growing. And like, like I I said earlier, it's like very weird to like think about it as mainstream because like at the end of the day, it's not, but like it's growing so much that mainstream has kind of like, caught on to it you know and that like at the end of the day you love something so much you want it to be the biggest thing in the world and like i definitely i definitely think it's very cool that it's gotten so big it's gotten the traction that it has with like bands that like you know at at the end of the day a kid can listen to knock loose and be like yo this sucks like i i don't want to listen to this but at the same time his best friend be like yo i love this band like it's my favorite band in the world and that's like something that's very cool to think about, you know. Does there come any pressure um, and expectation being one of those bands that a lot of people are starting to talk about? Um, not really. Like, I mean, it, it's a, it's cool to like you know think about like your bands like one of those bands that people think about when like they think about bigger bands or like bands that are in that realm but like i mean to me it's just like this is what i love to do and like this is what i want to do like i'm not trying to like please anybody like we're not trying to like please anyone like with what we write or what we do we're just having fun and like if people like it that's very cool like we we want that but like you know at the end of the day it is for us it is for like what we want you know what about um for you as as a band with the side of social media being so important for a band nowadays, is it something that is easy to deal with or is it something that's like a learning curve? Because social media presence is crazy nowadays. Oh, it's definitely hard. Like, I mean, I don't think our social media is like the greatest or it's it's like, you know, because like right now it's like, you're really funny on Twitter and like a lot of people like re- real like will retreat you like wow, wow I can't speak <laughs> but like a lot of people retweet your tweets or or like you just post about a show and you're like oh I get four retweets or like I can be funny 
and posts about, oh, yo, come to this show or like, don't. And like your mom's back breaks and like it gets 2000 retweets, you know, like <laughs> it's, it's, it's very weird. But at the same time, I definitely think it's like huge to like think about like it's it, like, I mean, social media helps in, in so many businesses and so many like, like, I mean, my roommate's a tattoo artist and like he talks about like, yo, like without social media, like, like without Instagram, like it, it's basically like a, a newspaper, you know, like it's like. Even like as people can't even like people won't even follow you now and like they'll like your tweets or like like your 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 picture you just posted on Instagram. It's pretty crazy, you know. Like I mean, it helps so much. It's like a tremendous. It's like it's you you kind of have to have it. And uh, at the end of the day, it's like I mean, it's like we all personally have Instagrams and stuff like that. So it, it's definitely it's definitely not hard, you know. Like it's, no, it's but something it, you adjust it's... to and like. Like like you're also s- saying there, you know, the other thing is you need to use it, but then you don't you don't want to abuse it. Like you don't want to just post something yeah. on the band's page just for the sake of being like, here's post seven hundred, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like we don't we don't really post too much on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. Like I mean, we'll post about a tour or like some some live pictures. Like hey, we're playing here tonight. Like come out or. Or like if like a friend's band like releases new music, like we'll post about it and stuff like that. Like it's definitely like we don't really go on there a lot. I like Gabe. Gabe does our Twitter and I do the Instagram, and uh, we don't like try not to use it a lot. And like I mean personally, like right now my phone's notifications are turned off, so that's why earlier when you called, it just went straight to voicemail or just kept ringing. So, <laughs> and uh I was like waiting. I was like sitting there waiting. I was like waiting for the phone call. And I was like, "Well, it's five fifteen. I'm gonna see if he he forgot again." Or... <laughs> no, <laughs> no I, but... I, yeah, it must have been off because I, I called and I went. I did the same thing. I went, oh, "Okay, I'll, I'll wait and see if Jacob gets back in touch." Um, and then I was about to message you probably like within another five minutes. Um, but it is crazy how you know the social media world. It, it is what it is. Um, do you think? You know, you play a lot of live shows. Do you think social media is, is hurting the live show environment? And what I mean by that is um, kids that turn up, they spend their whole time on their phone or they're filming the set, um, and then some people don't turn up because they say, oh, well, I, I can go on YouTube and watch watch Jacob and the Chamber Boys play. Um, Yeah, I mean, personally for me, like I definitely would like, not want people to take videos or pictures like as shows like just to be in the moment like i think that's really cool and like i don't know like i've watched ten thousand youtube videos of bands playing and like at the end of the day nothing beats seeing that band live in front of you and like you can yeah like i mean i could see i can think a band is like really terrible and i see them live i'm like holy crap like that was awesome you know like so i i i mean at the end of the day it it definitely like it's hurting it some, but like I think the people that know like what live music means and like what live music is, I think like they're still gonna continue to go and continue to support like whatever band they love, you know? Because like I I mean like I mean even the bands on tour that I see like every day like the Acacia Strain we did 17 days with them and every day I was like this band is awesome like they mm. sound amazing like I mean I I can't watch a YouTube video and like, be like, all right, this is how I felt at the show, you know? Cause like, it's not like I was 
standing there like watching him and like being like, wow, how do they sound this good? <laughs> well, they, they, they are. They're, they're just the gods, I think. Um, you know, you, you talk, we're talking about live shows and you mentioned earlier that, you know, you kind of book shows um, when you're back home. Um, how did that start? And um, what's your company's name and what do you guys do? Like a bit of a plug moment kind of thing. Um, so bloody, it's called bloody loud collective. And, uh, it's just me. Uh, it's James who manages chamber. He manages space cowboy. He books for some bands and, uh, he like a, a hardcore in North Carolina. was kind of like definitely like at a downfall. Like a lot of, a lot of shows weren't happening or like they're happening, not at cool venues, like per se, like a certain person wasn't cool that was booking the shows. And so like, we didn't like a lot of like, people that knew him wouldn't go just because like he was like a, a stupid person that no one really wanted to deal with. And so like, I mean, so James, you know, he has all the connections and has all the, like he books for bands, he books tours, he, he knows people. So we're like, let's like start like booking shows. Like let's get in contact with some venues. And, um, the, uh, my roommate who plays in Sea space cowboy is also like a part of it and he helps book and whatnot. And, uh, He's, he's always booked shows in North Carolina. He used to, um, he booked like a fest. It was called Greer Fest. It was, uh, for this, this person, uh, this friend we knew that like passed away and we booked a fest two. he booked a fest two years in a row and it did really well. So like, we just like always wanted like, just like have our friends play, have like, you know, anyone play really. Like, it's just like, we want like new kids to show up. And like, I think, having like people involved is definitely like involved in the, the community involved in like the bigger part of the aspect of like metal and, you know, hardcore and like actual, like the business part of everything. I think it definitely helps because like, Oh, these people like are like a part of like this. And so like they're booking these shows, like maybe like we should go, like maybe it's something, you know, something that could be bigger than what it is now. And, uh, so it, it, it just, it's something cool to be a part of. Like I don't do a lot. Like I help with the flyers. I help promo. And like, I mean, I'll always like it, offer, like be like, Hey, like we should put this band on it. Like this local band or like, yeah, we, sh- we should do this or we should, you know, like it's, it's definitely something that I've always wanted to do at the end of the day. I think it'd be really cool to own, like maybe me and someone else own a venue. Like that's always something I wanted to do too. So it's like, you know, it's the baby steps. You got to start somewhere. Yeah, but you're also, you know, you mentioned in their community, you're you're paying back. You're you're helping the future Jacobs that are coming up have somewhere to go to hardcore metal shows. You're helping, um, you know, the new bands coming up that are desperate to play and they want to play a lot of shows. You know, you're giving them the foundation and trying to give them the foundation to, you know, launch themselves. It's it's vital. It's it's good to see, man. Yeah, I think everyone everyone needs a place to go, especially like the young kids like around I mean anywhere really like they like it's like it it sucks to see because like at, at one point the North Carolina scene was like huge and there was always like new people coming and then it just kinda like died out and then now like I mean I try to go to every show I can. Um I've been to like three different shows this week. We booked a, a life's question and hangman's show and so like it was like it, it and like going to those shows i always see like new kids or like pass out flyers or like you know try to like promote as much as possible because like yeah like 
to me, hardcore and like the metal community is like the coolest thing. And I'd much rather be doing that than like sitting at home playing Xbox, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, now kind of like the last question I've got is the record industry is a hell of a lot different nowadays. It's all streaming numbers and, uh, download numbers. Um, it's not really based anymore off vinyl sales or CD sales or merch sales. So as a band who's, you know, you're trying to maintain doing what you do, um, how do you see the industry? Do you think the industry, is it a good point or do you think it's learning? Because it's hard for a band to, you know, keep going nowadays. Um, I definitely, uh, yeah, I think the streaming is definitely kind of like, I mean, I can't really say anything without being a hypocrite because I do stream a lot of music, but I also like, would love to buy like i mean i would love to buy cds because like i because when pure noise did the new knock loose cd i got that and put it in my car and instantly was like wow this sounds insanely better than me listening to it from the ox chords and spotify you know like i definitely i don't know it definitely it's streaming and like streaming definitely hurts but i also think a lot of people understand that now and i think a lot of people i mean I see more band t-shirts than I've ever seen growing up, you know, like now at even if I'm at like Walmart or wherever I am, you know, like I see band t-shirts and I, I, I think if you're, if you're buying a t-shirt, you're, you might be buying a record, you know? So I think that's mm-hmm. a good sign. I mean, hopefully at least like I, I think, uh, I would like to think that, you know, I would like to think of the best. <laughs> Yeah, and I think I think everyone, you know, I say it here every week. Um, it's important that if you're really digging a band, um, you know, buy a shirt, buy a pair of shorts. Um, if you like, if you can afford it, get a CD or a vinyl because um, it might might oh, yeah. mightn't seem like a lot to you, but to a band, um, it, it's really vital. Especially if you're seeing a band touring, you know, through uh, multiple dates, grab a shirt you know, help them out. Uh, it's really important. Um, keeps the bands going, allows the bands to keep doing what they want to do. Um, we all stream, yes, but, you know, you know, if you can spare a couple of bucks for a shirt, do it. Um, now, oh, yeah. what we do to wrap things up, man, is we do a segment called Pick Your Poison. Now, what, I, right. what I do here is I give you two options and you have to pick your favourite of the two. Now, you don't have to justify your answer, but you're welcome to because some people get worried when they pick one over the other. Um, and the other thing is, it's I'm not saying it's easy. Some of these decisions might be the hardest you'll ever have to make. It's a big call. It's a big call. All right. All right. Now. All right. I'm done it. Would you rather a pizza or a burger? Um, a pizza. Okay, would you rather Chinese takeaway or Indian takeaway? Definitely Chinese takeaway. Uh, soft taco or hard taco? Uh, soft taco. Uh, smooth peanut butter or crunchy peanut butter? Oh, that one's hard. I would. Uh, I I eat more smooth, so I guess I gotta go smooth peanut butter. Okay, are you a coffee man or a tea man? Um, I love coffee. Coffee is definitely my thing. 
Um, would you rather cook at home or dine out? Um, cook at home. Uh, new movies comes out. Do you want to go to the cinema or do you want to wait and watch it on your couch? Wait and watch it on my couch because I'm scared of <laughs> I'm scared of cinemas. <laughs> really, you're scared of cinemas. Uh, yeah, after, you know, all that stuff happened in, in oh, the States here, uh, yes. with the, with the Batman, I was, I, I was pretty young when that happened, but I remember it. And, uh, if I'm in a movie theater with all my friends and I see like this one random dude sitting there and I know he's probably enjoying the movie, but in the back of my mind, it's always there. So, and it sucks cause you shouldn't have to worry about that stuff, especially like for someone like me that I play a lot of, you know. I play a, at a lot of music venues with a lot of people, and you don't know, you know? So That fucking sucks, Yeah, that's man. the reason why I'm scared. That sucks. Yeah. Um, would you rather go to the beach or go to the snow? The snow, for sure. Um, PS4 or Xbox? Um, Xbox. I've always had Xbox. Okay. Are you a cat or a dog person? Definitely a dog person. Yeah, fuck yeah. Um, Terminator or Predator? Um, I I watch more Predator, so Predator. Okay. Rambo or Rocky? Rocky, for sure. Uh, South Park or Simpsons? South Park. Uh, Batman or Superman? Um, Batman. Uh, Slayer or Pantera? Um, I'll go Pantera. Uh, Terra or Madball? Definitely Terra. Uh, corn or Limp Biscuit? That's a hard one. I don't really care for much, but I'll, I'll do corn. Okay. Uh, Converge or Dillinger Escape Plan? 100% Converge every day of my life. Um, Cannibal Corpse or Black Dahlia Murder? Um, I'll go with Black Dahlia. Rob Zombie or Marilyn Manson? I'll do Rob Zombie. Definitely since I brought him up earlier in the conversation. <laughs> um, you're, you're smashing through these easy. Um, last few. When you're playing a show, do you rather stage dives going on around you or do you prefer mic grabs? Um... Let's do stage dives because I like I like you know I like being the person singing the words like it's always cool seeing it but you know I I think stage dives are really cool and like people just having fun like all of it really but stage dives for sure. Um, do you watch a show from the mosh pit or up by the sound desk? Um, it depends on what band, but I like to watch by the sound just to hear better. You know, like sometimes you're. Up front in the mosh pit, you can't really hear anything. So, yeah, definitely the sound soundboard. Would, would you rather tour for the rest of your life or record for the rest of your life? Uh, definitely tour, just because, it, it, I mean, just from personal experience, it, it's recording is, is hard. Recording music videos is, is so tiring and, like, it's just touring it. Like, you play for 30 minutes and you're like, all right, that was, that was like, the adrenaline Ah, the adrenaline rush I needed for the next day, you know, like it's that touring, playing shows is, is so fun. Uh, 
Now, the last one, if you had your favourite album, would you rather own it on CD, vinyl, or streamed? Um, I definitely would rather own it on CD just because I'm in the car more than more than most. I mean, especially on, on the road. So, yeah, CD, is, it, and it sounds great on a CD other than streaming. Um, you've smashed it, Jacob. We've smashed that chat. Um, thank you so very much, dude. Had a lot of fucking fun. Um, really relaxed, easy to chat to, and really, really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was awesome, and definitely, yeah, I, I appreciate all the questions and all the, you know, just the chat. It was great, man. Much love, much respect, much appreciated, man. Awesome. Yeah, much love, man. You have a great day.
So that was my chat with Jacob from Chamber. At the end there, you heard the band's tracks, Replacing Every Weakness. The other track you heard was In Search of Truth. And the final song you heard there was Every Blade. All three of those songs are from the band's most recently released album, Ripping, Pulling, Tearing, which is out now. So this is the part of the show where I ignite that thought. I ignite that process in you that if you enjoyed the conversation, if you enjoyed those tunes, get online, back this band, back Jacob, back Chamber, show them some love, show them some support. If that's through streaming and downloading, get onto your services and do it now. If it's through buying something physical, get onto their online stores, get onto eBay, buy a CD or a vinyl. Or if you're somewhere local and you see Chamber on the bill, make sure you get along, get to the front of the pit, and throw down for Jacob and the boys. Also got to take this moment to thank Jacob again. Thank you so much, dude, for taking time out for me in the Mosh Zone. Much love, much respect, much appreciated. And that's it. That's the Mosh Zone episode 89 done, dusted, all wrapped up, locked away for this week. Guys, if you're a first-time listener, thank you for tuning in. I hope you come back over future weeks on future episodes. If you're a regular listener, thank you as always for tuning in and hope you come back in future weeks. This time of the show is when I remind you that we need your help to get out to more listeners. So if you've got a few moments this week and you enjoyed this episode, share it on your social medias. Also, tell everyone you know about the Mosh Zone. Help us out. Help us grow this Mosh Zone community. 
Also, at this time of the show, I need to remind you that if you want to find Mosh News and Mosh Reviews, we have it all on our website and social medias. Our website is www.themoshzone.com. Our social medias are all at The Mosh Zone, and you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, don't forget, you can also get in touch through our email address, which is themoshzone at gmail.com. Get in touch, guys. Help us grow this Mosh Zone community. There's not much else to talk about. That is all of my rambling done. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great week. Stay safe. Open the pitch.